God bless you. You're listening to the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network, and this is a special edition. It's called Transparent Tuesday with Willie G. Berry. We partnered up to do an incredible series called The Dating Thing, and we've been breaking down what it looks like to date according to the Word of God. What does it look like? Uh, what is too far? What is too much? Where are the lines drawn? What are the boundaries? What are the priorities? We're going to dive into all of that in this 10 part series. So part one is already done. We're going to dive into part two and see what God is saying to you as we're dealing with this dating thing. Welcome back to the Love Thy Neighbor Podcast Network. Uh, this is the special edition tag team with my partner, Willie G. Berry, on Transparent Tuesday. What's up, man? What's going on, man? <laughs> Everything's all good. It's Willie G. Berry, Transparent Tuesday, teaming up with the Love Thy Neighbor Network Podcast, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. We carrying this thing through, huh? Yeah, man. It's yeah. Uh, It's been a tough haul, man. There's been some big-time you know, spiritual warfare man. around these episodes, man. But we persevering and we coming back with part two of this 10 part series on doing the dating thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're out there and you're doing the dating thing and you uh, want to check these podcasts out, you want to reach out to us and talk to us personally. Mm-hmm. You can message us. Yes. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, yeah, Twitter, Twitter, wherever there's social media, reach out to me, Anthony Wilson, or Willie G. Berry. Yeah. Um, we definitely would love uh, to talk to you and send a comment, send a message. Uh, let us know that you're listening and what you think of what we're talking about on these particular episodes. And so, man, um, we're going to jump in here. Uh, this week, uh, we, we talked about last time that we were going to bring in the history of dating. Where, mm. where did this idea of dating come from? I don't know if you guys ever asked that question mm. or ever thought about right, that. Right. Um, so there's this particular author um, that wrote a book, and um, we're taking some excerpts uh, from this author's book um, to figure out well, what's the history behind this dating thing. Mm. And so uh, what do we got? What do we got? Yeah, so um, starting off before we even get into the, these 10 points, it says the rituals of courtship have evolved over time and what is considered romantic today would have been scandalous, if not criminal, less than 100 years ago. As revealed in Mo- Moira Weigel's Labor of Love, The Invention of Dating, a remarkable history of the subject. Here are 10 things you might not know about dating and courtship over the years. So here's number one. It says it wasn't always called dating. According to Weigel, the quote-unquote date in the context of relationship reaches back to 1896. It was first used in a newspaper column in which a young man's laments that his girlfriend is seeing other people that they are filling all my dates, as in the dates on her calendar. (laughs) Interesting. Wow. Interesting. So he viewed the days that he would spend time with her as the dates on the calendar Mm. and he was angry because she was seeing somebody else on those dates. Mm. <laughs> wow. And now applying that to here and now, those are two totally separate things. Right. Like, now it's like asking yourself, how did we fit our own ideology of what we think dating really means up to here and now versus 
the original context of what it really means. Well, and the fact that a hundred years ago that it never even existed. Because <laughs> I think we're under the impression that there was always dating. Yeah. Yeah. That this was yeah. like, you know, well, let's go find it in the Bible. Well, it, well, it didn't exist. Sheesh. That's why we don't really find it there. Man. And I think that's why there's got to be constant conversation around it. There's got to be constantly asking, what are some things we need to be thinking about if we do this dating thing? Mm. You know, because it's really a thing. It's really like, where did this even come from? <laughs> right. You know, this, right. this, this concept just poof. It's crazy, man. There's a lot of things that just, like like you said, just poof out of the air. And we don't question it. We, as a matter of fact, we just go along with it. Well, it feels good. It, it, it sounds right. So I'm just going to go with this flow. And dating is one of those things. It's one of those things. Okay. Yeah. Well, what we got next? Number two? All right. Number two. In 1900, dating would be a felony. <laughs> <laughs> Scandalous, man. At the turn of last century, dating was still a new concept and law enforcement wasn't sure what to make of it. But they were sure something sordid was going on. A young man and a woman meeting in public, him buying her food, drink and gifts. Well, it was veritable prostitution in the eyes of authorities and women could be arrested for it. What? <laughs> Are you kidding me? So it's crazy. You, 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 you buy, <laughs> I'm, trying, well, to just, I'm right. trying to get this really grasp this. So, right. so you, you buy, you, you buy a young lady dinner, mm -hmm. um, a gift, right. you know, you bring a card or something yeah. or uh, bring, you know, bring a, uh, I don't know, a, a hat, a nice pretty hat or right, flowers. some flowers or yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. And the authorities would say, oh, that's prostitution. It's <laughs> crazy. Nuts. That's wild, man. Well, I guess if they had never heard of this before, if they'd never seen it before, yeah. then they're looking at it like, what is going on? Why is he paying all this money? Yeah. Why is he pulling out his money out of right. his pocket and doing all this? Right. How How is he getting her to do this? Mm. Mm -hmm. You know, or how is how is she getting him to do this? Yeah. You know, interesting. That's wild. Yeah. You can think about it even in a natural standpoint, right? Like, Anything brand new, it always challenges us because we're not susceptible to change. So anything that we see that's like unfamiliar, we want to label it or give it a name and we just want to immediately combat that thing in some wow. shape, form or fashion, you know. That's so, yeah, crazy. that is wild. That's, <laughs> that's wild, crazy. That is wild, man. Man. I, hey, listeners, y'all call in yeah. and, and check this out. If you want the resource, I'll, I'll put her um, her book information in in the link yes. so that you can uh, go check out the book but this is so this is deep so yeah. what do we got yeah 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 again reach out to us man y'all know we got some questions already that was just the second one <laughs> that was just so yeah feel free to reach out to us we're personable we we we, we people like y'all now <laughs> number three this is wild dating introduced privacy to the process of courtship what That's so dating introduced privacy oh you gotta explain this that what what is this? Look, yeah dang ironically a man and a woman meeting in public was the best way to have some privacy. Before dating, courtship involved suitors calling on prospective partners in the family home. Mm. And since McMansions were not yet a thing, it meant to a parlor or a kitchen where there were always eyes and ears close by. So Whoa. the families were always involved, basically, is what she's saying, is that it was a family thing. If you wanted to date my daughter... You had to come over, uh, and the family had to check you out mm. and make sure, and all eyes were on you. Mm. You know, I, I, mm, 
I could I could see pros and cons. Yeah. To that type of situation, yeah. especially with young people, right? Man. I mean, you probably needed somebody watching them. <laughs> yeah. But when you're an adult, yeah. you're thinking, no, I need my privacy. So they would go out. Now, doesn't that seem like it's not private? It sounds counterintuitive. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I want to be private, so I'm going to go out. But you're public, so you're not private. Wait. Right. But because the home wow. was so much more close mm-hmm. in those days, everybody was involved. Now, when we think about it from nowadays, you know, Kids come in the house, they go in their room, shut their door. Mom's doing work from, you know, home, and nobody's checking on anybody. Man, it's like you're all in the same house, but you're not on the same page a lot of times. Whereas back then, everybody, and I bet you they weren't watching a lot of TV. Probably wasn't even, they probably got around the radio. You know, you see those old movies, everybody's crowded around the radio listening. And so it was just real close-knit. And so in order to have privacy and in order to get a, you had to get away mm-hmm. from the house. You didn't, we think privacy go to, to my house and <laughs> go in my room, but Come that on. wouldn't be private Come in on. these homes. Yeah. Wow. That's interesting. That is a trip, man. <laughs> that That is a trip. Well, we're going to keep this thing pushing. Number four, dating quickly became a big business. Before dating came into the picture, courtship and calling conducted with the express goal of marriage. It was a family affair as callers meant heirs, property, and happiness. The newly established dating industry, however, had other goals in mind. Marriage would hurt business. Mm. For the first time in human history, writes Weigel, dating made it necessary to buy things in order to get face time with the prospective partner. This remains true today. So... I don't even know where to start with that one. So, because originally dating was about marriage, Mm. it was about meeting this person, growing with this person to marry them. Okay. Wow. You had a different focus, you know. So, once dating came in, and this betrothal or courtship, because mm-hmm. that's really what it was. It was betrothal or courtship that you were doing, and it was about meeting someone to marry them. Yes. Dating comes in, and you're meeting someone, but in order to have time with them, you need to pay for a meal. You need to take them out somewhere. Wow. And big business says, let's promote dating. Mm-hmm. Let's not promote courtship or betrothal or marriage you know which leads to marriage which leads to marriage but that hurts big business right so you don't want courtship or betrothal you don't want people getting serious and going right to the home and meeting the family and becoming a part of the family you want them going out for dinner and buying stuff and do so that the economy can thrive dang that's cold so that means and i'm struggling out loud y'all hear me struggle this actively comes against the confines of marriage? Is that what this is saying? Well, it's saying that they're benefiting off of the fact that you can date a whole bunch of people. And not have to get married. And not have to get married. Oh, my gosh. That this dating became a thing. Whereas, in all actuality, if if you're meeting someone with the intention of marrying, you don't want to put on a facade. Keep it real. Come on. You want to find out who they really are. Really are. You want to see if they can fit in with your family. Come on. You want to see if you fit in with their family. Yes, yes. Because if I'm going to be with you for the rest of my life, 
if I can't deal with Uncle Joe, <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if if Mama Sue is it, just, I man, I can't deal with your mom. Then what are we doing, Mama Sue? We ain't cool, you know, because you're gonna be a part of the family, man. Whereas the dating thing. No, we can spend a little money. We can have a good time. If it don't work, we just keep on moving. And I'll spend a little bit of money and have a good time with somebody else Man. and keep on moving. And I, and, and I think that's why things like Valentine's Day Come and, on. And, and, you know, take your wife out on a date. Hmm. Right? Hmm. Isn't that interesting that you take your wife out on a date? Hmm. Huh. And the reason why you're doing that, you think it's to spice up the relationship. But there is a more sinister plan behind it oh to gosh. just get you to spend money. Wow. Just for the economy. Just for the economy. Just for big business. For big business. Because if you think about it, Bruh. big business is catering to mm. the fact that she wants a diamond. Okay. He went to Jared. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, uh, big business mm. caters to the idea of take her out for dinner and glass of wine and and so now they dictate how it's supposed Mm. to look and you'll feel like something's wrong with you dang and that's cold man because that's the idea right and then now the visual pictures which you're always constantly seeing on social media right you stick on social media and you look at that picture for a certain amount of time it's eventually going to get to a place where that's all you're going to be flooded and seeing and then that's the idea that you're going to be believing that that's the way it's supposed to look like right that's cold, bro. And if you just and if you just go to the house, cook dinner, and watch a show together, that's it. That's lame. That that's considered weak. That's weak. Matter of fact, somebody he would, didn't spend no money on you. Who is he? <laughs> who, who does he think he is? Matter of fact, I know Joe. Matter of fact, let me call Joe for you. He'll 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 do you right. <laughs> and, and it's crazy because you know it kind of and and a lot of people that's not their intention. Their intention is to go out. And have a good time, you know, mm-hmm. have a cup of coffee, get a bite to eat, sure. you know, because that's kind of what we do. Um, and we've been actually told that you don't want to be around your family hmm. when you're dating somebody. You want to get away. Yeah, yeah. And why are we getting away? Mm, we don't want to talk about why we're getting away. We don't want to talk about why we're getting away. But yeah. we're, we're yeah. really trying to get away so we can have privacy. Because mm. I ain't going to, I can't do that in front of your mom and your dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Keep it real. So it's, it's, it's crazy that dating is being mm. pushed or was being pushed. Mm-hmm. And she's saying it's still that way to, to, today. To this day. Statistics show this. That it's driven by big business, mm-hmm. and it's something that they're capitalizing on. They're they're capitalizing off of the fact that dating is such an important part of the culture. Wow, my God, man, this is wild. Hmm. Number five, mm. <laughs> consumer goods weren't always part of courtship. Hmm. Whereas before, the compatibility of prospective couples was determined by land, status, and wealth with the onset of industrialization and the rise of the middle class. Consumer goods became a go-to method for determining compatibility with the potential partner. Example, comparing phones or favorite albums. Tastes would become a central element of courtship and is still used to telegraph status today, however subtly. Wow. So there was a time Mm. where you 
met a family that lived in your neighborhood and you guys come from similar backgrounds mm -hmm. and your families kind of graduated from the same schools mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And so that kind of told you that we are, you know, running along the same track. So there was a, there was a compatibility. Yeah. There. Wow. But the compatibility was based upon these proximities and things like that mm -hmm. instead of the consumer goods, you know, mm -hmm. what kind of clothes you wear, mm -hmm. what kind of phone you have, mm -hmm. what kind of car you drive, mm -hmm. you know, what are some of, you know, what are some of the things you like to go buy? Where do you like to eat? Come on. Like, oh, we both love sushi. So we, man, we, we must got a thing going. <laughs> and we use that as a means <laughs> to justify what's going. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dang. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's a trip. I mean, you can't wow. help but just pause to think that this thing has evolved. Something that would, did not exist has basically continue to take on its own life mm -hmm. and evolve and grow up mm -hmm. and become what we see today as something that is normal and a part of life and we can't imagine life without it and dang the scandalous thing i'm thinking is, is like man to really slow down and pause about why is this even a thing why is that really a thing where, oh, if we got the same phone, you got an iPhone, I got an Android. Eh, I don't think we're compatible. Right. But yeah, like you say, you like sushi, I like sushi, I think this is going to work out. Matter of fact, you like the same kind of suit. You want a, you want a, a Mercedes? Right. I like Mercedes too. Man. I heard couples say that. Like, we don't even eat the same type of stuff. We don't like to go to the same places. You know, and they'll use that as like friction, like, man, this relationship's not working. That's dang. And we don't slow down to think how like vague that really is. And where's God in that? Period. We haven't even gotten to that part. Well, we, you know, because dating was never about God. It was a, it, it's about these things. Man. It's about, you know, the status, going out spending money, mm -hmm. you know, and um, big business is going to throw those ads in your face mm. and, you know, promote that so that you'll do it and you'll feel like something's wrong with you. You know, if you if you if you called, you know, uh, going to the park and, you know, uh, doing a devotional mm -hmm. with the prospective person that you want to marry um, a date, people like what? That's weird. What kind of date is that? You spend any money on her? Right. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I guess that's cute every now and then. That's okay. But doing that is saying, oh, there's more to what we're going to be doing as a couple mm, yes. than just spending money on each other. You know, letting people see us smiling. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you yeah, know yeah. because a lot of times that's entered in. And I don't know if she's going to touch on that, but mm. that has entered in into our day and age mm. is that dating is about the pictures that you take and you post on social media. It's about the image. It's about image. Man. And you could have just cussed her out. Yeah. Before you took, took that, that picture. picture. Or better yet, hey, guess what? We got matching J's. Right. We got matching jerseys, matching hats. You know. Mm. Man. Wow. Dang, this is good. All right, let's keep it moving. Right. We got a lot more right. to go. We got cover. a lot more to go. Um, number six, department stores changed everything. 
department stores brought those of humble means to a contact with those of wealth. The shop girls sell fashion, learn to in, imitate their, her buyer, sorry, and laborers would come along and would let anyone look rich. Driven by anxiety as well as romantic ambition, writes Weigel, the shop girl drove a kind of arms race. The more effectively she sold fashion and beauty culture to her clients, the more mandatory participation in that culture became. It was just what the economy needed. Mm. So, if you're going out on a date, mm. you need to buy something new. Wow. Man. Man, you can't go out on a date in your sweats and your... Mm. You better get some new sweats. <laughs> right. You better have right. some new... Man. So, so... So that's really taking away from the person really knowing you for who you really are. Mm. Because before I go out on this date, I'm going to go get a fresh cut. Man. I'm going to, you know, go buy some gear, you know. And, and, and I had a friend tell me a story about this. Wow. He said, you know, on his first date, um, he went out and he bought a new shirt. And he got, you know, he wasn't really a dress-up type person. And the, the lady that he was dating... Um, decided that she didn't like what he had on and went and bought him something else. What? Because she was like, no, you ain't going nowhere like that, dressed like that with me. Oh, my. Wow. But that's so common, That though. is common. I, I actually had that happen to me way many years ago. High school, mm. you know, just dating this girl. Like, oh, yeah, she's all that, you know. And, <laughs> and back then, you know, you still was letting your pants sag, sag a little bit. Little, you know? Yeah, the Cortez. Yeah, yeah, you know, and she's like, you ain't going nowhere dressed like that with me. Man. It's like, uh, who are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and back then I wasn't nice like that, you know. But it was like there's this expectation that you better go get something new. Mm. You better go buy something and you know that's the cold, right? Because the pressure that comes with some of us men is that oh, no, I just need to succumb to it because I'm so focused on pleasing her. Pleasing her. So you know what? It's okay. All right. You know what? I, I like the Cortezes, but I'll settle with the Pumas. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like my long hair, but I'll cut it all off for you. Because I love you. Right. <laughs> oh my God. But but you, I thought we were we were dating. <laughs> Whatever that means, right? But th it's interesting how Dang. this whole dating thing can control you, man, and and dictate to you how you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to look like. Man. But then you get and you marry this person. Let's say you do go that far and you marry him. You got to keep this up. Oh, that's a you can't now be yourself. You can't just, whew, the dating stuff's over. You know, I can just be me. Mm. That, that, that spouse is going to be struggling like, yeah, ever since we got married. Oh, <laughs> I've heard that so many times from the outside just looking in. Just, man, it's like he's, he's like night and day with him. You know, one, at one moment he was whining and dining and loved on me and, quality time and now he's just so focused on watching the game and oh bro. and it's because of this dating thing it, it's set up in such a way 
that you put on this front. You put on this facade. You Everything is about the money you spend and the image you present. You know, and, you know, I wish I had our friend on here uh, who, who's talking about some of the things on dating sites, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I might might, you know, might bring in a, a third person into yeah. this conversation yeah, so man. we can talk about the dating that sites and how some of this is a, uh, affects you, because even on a dating site, you would have to be prepared that if you do go meet this person, you got to take them out. You got to wine them and dine them because on this site, you put on this image. Mm. That you're something special, and you're ah, and you know, good mm. profile pick, and you know, all this kind of stuff, and Look what you make, and ate. right, and what you make as far as your income, and you got a mm. good job, and you got this. So, again, where's God in all this? Nowhere. You know, I almost want to say, you know, like, what's love got to do? What's God got, got to do with it? Got to do with this? That's true. <laughs> you know. Man, dang! What's the, dang? What's the Lord got to do with this? That just might be the title. <laughs> that just might be the title. Man, so number seven, wearing makeup has its roots in dating. Oh, whoa! Come on, read that. I want to hear about this. Before the 1900s, the only women who wore "quote unquote" painted faces were actresses and prostitutes. Previously, a natural look it was said demonstrated clean living. To make their product mainstream, the cosmetics industry renamed their goods makeup with the lofty, admirable goal of making oneself up to express femininity. I know, ladies, y'all going to have to chime in on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I need any ladies listening please, to message one of us, message please. both of us yes. um, about this point right here, that it was dating... Mm. That actually gave birth to wearing makeup, and 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 it makes sense when you think about how dating is about putting on this image. Oh, you're covering up. You're covering up. You're putting your best person, your best foot forward. Dang. You you're not being the real you. Dang. Wow. Dang, bro. I don't even. Wow. I'm <laughs> shook. Stunned. Right. Shocked. <laughs> Wow, this is amazing. That is wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this that one is is really interesting. Wow, I I never. And again, that's something that was never questioned, right? Oh, right. Ladies, go ahead. Don't do your makeup. Do your hair. Do, do your, your hair. makeup because you're going out on a date. Get your nails done. And think about the money that they put into it. Man. You know when they know that they're oh you're you're gonna, you're gonna go out on a date on this guy. Oh man, I'm out of makeup. That means I got to go buy it. I need to go get my hair done. Uh, hopefully my girlfriend can come over and do my hair. And there's all this fuss around making yourself look Damn. a certain way. Man. So what happens when you marry this man? Uh, dang, the roles reverse, right? <laughs> it's like that, that girl's talking about her husband. Now the man's like, man, she used to just do her hair and she used to look so fantastic and amazing. And I couldn't get my hands off of her. Now that she's married, she's, Letting it all hang out. Like, <laughs> you know, and let's make it clear. We're not speaking nothing against makeup. It's just, it's just the reality it's of this. It's just the reality of this. It's interesting that the, found, the, the, the what is behind the roots, the history that brought us to here. And a lot of times we don't really look into the history of stuff. 
We're just doing things. Yeah, or we're scared to look into it because you know? we want to continue to do it. Right. You want to stay. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't want to feel like I'm, I'm getting ready to lose something. <laughs> right, right. That's real. Man, what you got next, man? Dang, this is, bro. Woo, we, this com- is, we coming to the home stretch. Yeah, coming to the home stretch. We getting there, y'all. Hang in there. <laughs> Number eight. Even 18th century parents allowed serious couples to fool around. Wow. Mm. Societal mores before the 20th century weren't so rigid as you might think. According to Weigel, in the United States, a long tradition gave courting couples tacit permission to engage in sexual behavior so long as they stopped sort of intercourse. Young couples could sleep in the same bed provided they were each tarried or sewn into cloth sacks. Benjamin Franklin reminisces about how the parents of his first marriage prospect encouraged him to fool around with their daughter. They would invite him over and leave the two of them in the parlor alone. Versions of this wink-winking permissiveness towards serious couples persisted up through the calling era. Wow. And that is crazy to me because I thought they were more strict in those times. (laughs) I thought they were like, nope. You're going to hell if you do this or whatever kind of confines. And also, let's bring it back even in the very beginning, right, when they're talking about how even in the household there was no privacy. Right. So it's like, wait a what? So they so as a part of this dating thing is the kissing and hugging and fooling around. Mm. I wonder how many people know that that came with the dating. Wow. Wow. Dang. And it was applauded. It was allowed. Dang. And now that's imposed on modern day, you still feel pressure. Facts. It's almost like there's this this silent Mm -hmm. or unspoken Mm -hmm. rule. Mm -hmm. But I guess it is because it started when dating started. (laughs) As dating evolved, in the very beginning, we see that they were encouraged you know, so even like you said, you think that, that that it wasn't privacy. Well, yeah, you can go, y'all, y'all can go and kiss and touch and just don't go all the way. Wow, man, that's that's kind of scandalous. That's very scandalous because you're setting a person up. You really are, especially leaping. Benjamin Franklin himself, he said, "I reminisce about the time the parents allowed me to be with the daughter all by myself." Wow. All by myself. And I think it's a way also of manipulating the guy. Because you're kissing a hug. You're going to be less likely to move on. Because you're, you know, because you're connecting. You're like, you know. You invested. You're invested. You're invested. And if you could move on, this gives rise to what we call the playboys and the gigolos. Because how do you kiss and hug on this person and just move on? You don't. <laughs> you know? Man. But there came a time where you did. Dang. You know? There, there's a show on TV. What's it called? American Bachelor? Yeah. I, I, I know and what you're talking a, about. Something American. with a bachelor, right? And you're encouraged to check out this girl. See if it's going to work. Check out Man, this girl. See if it's going to work. You, know, you got to check them all out to see which one you want. Dang, bro. Oh, let me just take them off for a test drive and see which one is going to be. Wow. Dang. That's what that's saying. That's saying. (laughs) Right. That's what that's saying comes. It has to come from this origin right here in the 18th century. Oh, yeah. Go go and take a test drive. 
Wow. Dang. Bruh. And again, where's God in all this? What's the Lord got to do with it? Got to do with it? We need the Lord because <laughs> the Lord, he is faithful. Because <laughs> this is rough. Dang, this is rough. Okay, let's see. What else we got? What was that? That was number eight. That was number eight. Number eight. All right, we got two more, y'all. Two more, y'all. Got two more. Hang in there. <laughs> number nine, hippies were late to the free love game. Oh. What? With the rise of Marxism and feminism in the in the 1800s came the belief by some activists that marriage was itself sexual slavery. Ooh. Whoa. Victoria Woodhull, the first woman to run for president of the United States, described herself as a quote-unquote free lover with the inalienable right to love whomever she chose, whenever she chose, and for how long, for however long she chose. And with that right, she said, neither you or any law you can frame have any right to interfere. So this is kind of like uh, we're taking our freedom because to marry a man and be with that man only is unfair. I should be able to, as a sexual being, Mm. To be with whoever I want, whenever I want, however I want, and a piece of paper that says I'm married to this one person can't stop me. This was in the 1800s. That sounds like... Right now. (laughs) That's why I'm like, what? But that's why we're looking at the the history, the origin. Wow. This is interesting. This is wild. This is interesting, y'all. This is real interesting. Man, Man I need y'all to, to, to message me your comments, you know, because I need some feedback on this. And so when, when, when you hear this, Man. you message me. The link will be there. Click on that link. It says message and message me. Man. Because... Man, there's a lot to talk about. And here. please message me as well. And a hey, him or me or us or both, right. whatever the case may be. Willie G Berry underscore G Berry Brand on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Willie G Berry. Uh, you can message me on here on Anchor with voice message. Yeah, just send you know, a voice. Send message. it. Whatever. Like questions, concerns, comments. What you like? What you didn't like? Like, right. man, this is this is interesting. This is wild, yo. This is wild. <sighs> All right, that was number nine. nine number, number ten. ten. <laughs> We're here. The biological clock panic was based on bad numbers. Ooh, okay. Sheesh. Warnings of the so-called biological clock first appeared in the 1970s and quickly gained traction as a major source of anxiety for women in the workforce and an impediment to career advancement. A direct sexism came with this. The male biological clock was ignored completely, giving men all the time in the world to play the field. Mm. But heavily quoted clock statistics were tragically flawed, drawn from French birth records from 1670 to 1830. As one journalist explained, millions of women are being told when to get pregnant based on the statistics from a time before electricity, antibiotics, or fertility treatment. The ritual, oh yeah, that's it. Man. Dang. So, it basically, again, is a manipulation to get women to think, oh my goodness, I'm getting old. I got to start dating somebody. I got to start meeting somebody. Oh my this comes God. from the world. This this is man-made. This is a manipulation. This is like 
this is crazy. This plays even into the men too. Wow. I'm I'm 30 years old, man. I'm getting old. Ladies, oh my god. I'm I'm 40. No one's going to want me. I'm at the dang, bro. When that's not really a real thing, it's something that wow. So you're forcing people to get out there and date because you oh you you don't want your biological clock to run out. That's crazy, yo. Okay, that hit me real hard. Um, this was about eight years ago, and I'm and I'm, I'm with my parents and all that. And um, one of the friends of the family is like, "Why don't you go out and have fun? Go go get a girl. What, what are you what are you doing?" I'm like, "How do you know I'm not having fun right now? How do you know what I'm even doing? Why does it even bother you? Right? That I'm not doing what you think I should be doing? Right? And this idea that fellas, you're supposed to get out there and supposed to play the field. You're supposed to enjoy, you know this." <laughs> So, so, so your royal, royal oats. oats. Come on, coming to America. <laughs> coming to America. <laughs> Man, dang, bro. This is all worldly wisdom, worldly ideologies, worldly philosophies. Dang, bro. And we have Christians buying into this whole thing, taking it all hook, line, and sinker, and not questioning any of it. Why don't we question these things and say, well, wait a minute, where'd that come from? Mm. Are we supposed to be doing that or not? Dang, man, and to a certain aspect for a lot of us, we don't question it because it feels so good. Right, we like it. We love it. Like, hey, Mikey, he likes it. (laughs) (laughs) Man. Dang, bro. Well, hopefully you guys got a lot of information out of this episode. We, we want to dive into more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we wanted to get this history out there so that we could get your feedback mm-hmm. um, on some of the things that stood out to you in what is the history of, of dating. Uh, now, what's this lady's name again? Pull her up, and I, we'll make sure we'll put her link in, in, the, in the comments. Yes, um, her first name, M-O-I-R-A, so Moriah, Moriah mm-hmm. Weigel. Uh, the name of the book is Labor of Love, The Invention of Dating. Wow. Very interesting book. Um, she takes a very scholarly, historical approach to looking at how we got to where we are with this thing called dating. So if you're doing the dating thing man, and you want to do some research on where did this idea come from, man. Mariah Weigel. Mm-hmm. What's the book called again? The Labor of Love, The Invention of Dating. Wow. Man. So I know this was a very different episode, but we wanted to get this episode done and we wanted to get this information out here because we're going to hit y'all with some heavier stuff in this Man. upcoming episode. Yeah, this is very, very light yes. compared to some other stuff. So it, it, please send your feedback. Those of you that are listening, um, maybe you, you're single, um, maybe you are dating somebody and you're trying to figure out this whole thing. Maybe you've wanted to know where dating came from. Hopefully this episode helped you. Message me, and I, and I keep saying that because really want your feedback. We yep. want, really want this to be interactive really, because this is do. part of Transparent Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. This and is, so this is about being transparent. This is about right? being transparent, open and honest, and raw and real. This isn't gonna be your cookie cutter. Oh yeah, here's the cliche. Nah, bro. Like we're gonna give it to you straight, no chaser, and this is what it really is. So yeah, please, we 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 really want this to be interactive. We want to really hear out and hear your questions, your concerns, your comments, so that way we can we can continue to progress and move forward from here. So yeah. Amen. So 
Look, as you're looking into this dating thing, remember some of the things we laid down in uh, episode one mm-hmm. where we talked about, number one, what's our priority? Mm-hmm. Our priority is to love the Lord, is, is to please the Lord, yes. right? Yes. And so that priority creates the boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. And it gives us the focus yes. on what we're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at these historical things about dating, we have to apply how are we pleasing the Lord in all this? Yes. You know, yes. what are the boundaries we should be setting because we want to please the Lord? And what should our focus be? Come on. Come on. As it relates to yes. this quote unquote dating thing. Yes. And to end it all, to wrap it up in a bow after all of that is said and done, in confidence and in peace, you won't have to ask the question, what does the Lord have to do with this? Amen. So remember. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. You go forth, you make it a great day. God bless you, and thank you so much for tuning in, y'all.